Hey everybody, welcome to the I Disagree podcast. I'm Jordan Coburn. And I'm Steve Shustick. Hello. There we Hey, hey, hey. How's life? <laughs> hey, how you doing? I'm good. Who, who are you? I don't know, man. Who am I? All right. No answers, I see. All right. Well, um how, how what's what's been in the news? It's almost like I can't there, there's it's been like a quiet news week. There's there's newsy things. There's newsy things. Uh, Texas is frozen, and um, uh, Rush Limbaugh has given every leftist on Twitter an opportunity to expose what absolute trash they are. So that that's oh been my exciting god. Too. Okay, um, okay. I disagree. I disagree. Are you saying because they're of reveling you in do. these? Of course. Yes. Here's the thing. Ex- what do you Here's think? A- of course. Why? <laughs> And oh, hold on, okay. I know you're about to come in the back with how horrible a person Russell Limbaugh is. I get it. I'm sure that's all true. I'm just saying, not everything, like, you know, you don't have to post the uh, Twitter ain't your diary, folks. Sure, sure. Although no one's writing about it in their diary, which I'm sure is something that would piss you off even further, is that they're Wait, only what? just saying that sh- no one's writing about it in their diary either. You know, they're they're just like wanting to have an opportunity to make a joke, to write a good joke. That's all it's about. Oh, no, no, a good bit's different. A good bit is different. If it's yeah. a bit, even if it's not a good bit, if the attempt is to make a bit, then you know I'll give it a pass, even yeah. if it's not funny. But it's not. It's not, and it, it's it's annoying too because it's like it's like people are supposedly comics like Patton Oswalt. Like, dude, t- make a joke about it. Then just be like, wrestling boss, be clever or shut up. Yeah, I think it's a okay. Here, here's this thing. There's an account on Twitter called Rush Limbaugh Fun Facts, and then the tweet is, he's dead. <laughs> no, I get it. It's fine. You know, I don't care. I didn't. I'm, I wasn't a fan of the guy. I thought he was a hack, you know, but it's also like, yeah, eh, I'm trying to you know, keep it to yourself when someone dies. And here's, oh, and here's here's the thing that really here's the thing that really bugs me about it though jordan is all the, it's like when, if you want to dance on his grave fine like i don't i don't really care like i said i don't really like the guy i think i mean i don't think it's a particularly classy move but whatever but all the people doing the grave dancing are all the same sant- sanctimonious twats that are like um love trump's hate and we're on the right side of history and compassion always is ah you guys are just as fake and phony and, and trashy as trump stop it I don't know if it's necessarily, you know, like fair to say that that encapsulates the left. I do think, I mean, of course, there's a lot of like moral high ground that I think the left rightfully stands on. But I do yeah, think everybody's also, the hero in their own story. I know. <laughs> okay. Well, moving past that for now, I think it's like very, very uh, much a inaccurate assumption that that means we can't hate other people deeply <laughs> well you're making an inaccurate assumption that i was talking about you yeah, Wait, yeah, did yeah. you post did you post something on twitter no no i didn't i felt no. like i would have saw it if you did yeah no no i like, didn't I, because... I, I have my own personal feelings about it too you know like i said not a fan of the guy but it's also yeah. like yeah, when, a guy, when a guy dies you don't need to go on twitter and be like <laughs> fuck his family yeah like, yeah grow up, grow yeah. up. I woke up this morning and opened Twitter up and then it was like, it, it, it almost feels like looking at a community pool. It's just entirely packed. Not a lot of quality, yeah, not a lot of quality stuff in there. Yeah. <laughs> Occasional literal pieces of shit. 
And, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't need to get in that. So I didn't write anything. Exactly. I, well, well played. Yes. But some people do have uh, funny stuff and it's not even necessarily about him. It's just stuff like this tweet from Aaron Whitehead. Uh, she says, what do we think? Is Rush in hell or in limba? Okay. Okay. We'll, <laughs> we'll play on words. Okay. We'll play on words. See, that's not even about yeah. hating the man. That's well, just... it is, but it's funny. Or at least it's an attempt at humor. So, yeah, I like it. That's, that's not bad. That's not bad. That's true. How quickly I forgot the hell part. <laughs> but, <it's> like, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like it's very much a, a thing where, I don't know, I didn't feel particularly moved by his death in any way, you know, good or bad. I, I mean... Obviously, That's kind of I think about it too. Nobody, nobody wants to mention that. Like he hasn't really been relevant for at least five, eight years. Yeah, he's not the guy anymore. No, but he definitely started. A oh, lot he, of he was the originator. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. So in that sense, it's like you just fucking suck. But since on the topic of like celebrating his death in this moment, it's not like we're really like you said, you know absolved of any of his you know shitty practices presently because like you said he hasn't been relevant so it's just kind of like well this guy that represents something pretty fucking horrible is dead but even though he's a household name he wasn't actively doing inc- i can't even say that actually he's so irrelevant i, mean, I don't still, know he, he still had a show i mean yeah 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 but being on the precipice of creating that whole world i guess is something you can you can only do once and then you just live in infamy for the rest of your life until you die Mm -hmm. and everyone hates you so actually i'm pretty happy with how things are going i think (laughs) (laughs) well Um, at at some point some beloved fucking firebrand on the left is gonna die and uh i i i don't expect uh conservatives to behave any better like like who like bernie or something or well i was thinking more like uh like a media personality like, I, can't I don't know, even, Michael Moore, Rachel Maddow, somebody like that. No, see, because even them, they don't create, they don't create horrible empires, like, around ideology, because they don't mm-hmm. worship, like, false idols like the right do. Are you kidding? Okay. All right. I mean, like I said, everybody's <laughs> the hero in their own story. So, so we're, we're going to, we're going to pretend like there's, there's no left-wing equivalent of Rush Limbaugh. Okay. There is no, there is okay. none. Who who okay. would it be? Who would it be? I just I just named two. You really think Rachel Maddow is the like counter <sighs> yeah, to Rush yeah, Limbaugh? She, yeah, she has spent the last f- four years peddling conspiracy theories nonstop, br- br- breaking. Oh, we we just got Trump's tax return, people. We just got Trump's tax return. It's all gonna fall apart now. The, the empire is gonna crumble. Then they show the tax return, and it was nothing. She, I mean, she, she's just as bad as, as the rest mm. of them. She's just less talented at it than Limbaugh, really. Oh, my God. I hate every word coming out of your mouth right now. I, I mean, I'll call a hack a hack, and I don't care what like side of the aisle they're on. But here's the thing. When she dies, I'm not going to go on Twitter and be like, oh, fuck that bitch. <laughs> yeah. She's got family. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but the thing is, is like, right now, one of the reasons that we're in such a shithole is because truth has ceased to exist as we know it and i understand you just said rachel maddow peddles conspiracy theories but i know for a fact that you do not believe she peddles conspiracy theories at the same rate rush limbaugh does 
Well, I'm not a Rush listener, so I, I couldn't tell you. You're not know. a Rachel listener. But, but but she is at least like in the news enough. You know what I mean? Like she's yeah. culturally relevant enough in 2021 that I'm I'm aware of what she's saying. I remember yeah. her breaking story at the beginning of the Trump administration about how they got a hold of his tax returns. And it was nothing. And I know you remember that, too, because that had to have been an embarrassing moment for Rachel Maddow fans. Um, I mean, first off, I wouldn't necessarily call myself like a fan in that I watch her, you know, at all, really. I don't really watch her at all. I used to watch her. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, I used to watch her back in high school mostly, but I just think she does an amazing job synthesizing and contextualizing information. And that's I don't exactly think what Rush, that's what exactly what Rush listeners say about him. Sure. And again, I, I I don't listen to either one of them. So maybe Rachel Maddow wasn't the best person. I don't know. We, we can go with Michael Moore. I know for a fact he's a hack. I've seen his movies. Michael Moore is very much more what you're talking about uh, than Rachel Maddow is. I mean, if you want to find a one-to-one -one comparison, it's going to be impossible because liberals don't fuck with radio. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What about like, maybe if Howard Stern was more political. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But yeah he just his greatest well, defense to to the the right is probably like will the farter <laughs> he's will the farter you don't know will the farter man i used to love some stern back in the day but it seems like he just got old and lazy and i haven't really followed him in like 15 years who's who's will the fart is he like uh I mean, wouldn't you do the same right what just old and lazy oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah that dude signed like a zillion dollar radio contract. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, let's see. Fucking Will radio. Will the farter? He's on Twitter. The world's greatest farter, as seen and heard on Howard Stern. Oh my god, he only has five hundred and seventeen followers. This is a travesty. That that's a clone account. Find the blue check. Yeah. Well, maybe. <laughs> what if he All was I verified? Is... I remember. <laughs> Will the farter is a verified account. I remember that that truly is America, but I feel like I remember growing up and like the the friends the the friend circle is I, I just I had one friend <laughs> so that that friend's family the, the, is what I'm referencing as line. my friend circle, <laughs> <laughs> but but they all were like obsessed with farts and uh you know as a child i also found them to be rather amusing and so we would like drive around in my best friend's mom's car and she loves stern and will the farter would come on and his farts are just like i mean his butthole is the most talented thing to sit on the earth it is like crazy his farts <laughs> can you do one for us god no 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 we gotta look this up on on youtube or something because it's it's truly just like amazing it's i mean it was also peak austin powers time um part of me almost feels that that's something that the right and the left could come together on is will the farter Arts, art. yeah yeah will the farter all right i oh guarantee my. you some republican would find a way to have a problem with it though because of jesus it's Jesus doesn't fart. Or something. Did he even have a butthole? Oh, yeah, it was immaculate. Yeah, <laughs> untouched. How, I bet Jesus' farts just smelt like, I don't know, what, did the, what do you think they smelt like, actually? Unleavened wine. bread? Yeah, yeah. 
wine farts. We all know the wine shits. <laughs> Jesus is just like hungover, just real, sh- really struggling. I feel like uh, this is something that isn't considered enough. It's kind of a hack premise, you know, thinking of really like evil or I guess really good people farting, but it's particularly pleasing with Jesus. I think uh, <laughs> that should be explored more in cinema. But anyways. How bet point- South Park's already done it? Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> point being, though, I I can't even say point being. There is no point to what I've been talking about. <laughs> but going back to something that even remotely had a point, I feel like he represented something objectively bad in terms of keeping a society together. And now he is dead. And it is uh, it would be much better if his ideas were dead with him unfortunately they're not and they live on so at the end of the day he's just kind of a guy that started that shit and now he's dead and now it's grown into something so massive and it was gonna happen anyways because it's not like you can blame rush limbaugh for the entire rise of like fake news you know solely this is Oh, I thought you were talking about just him dying. <laughs> I was like, oh. yeah, do people do people not realize that everybody dies? Yeah. Oh my God, Rush Limbaugh died. Did you did you think that that was impossible to happen? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think at the end of the day, when I think about it, it's more so just it's just sad to think about like what he started and the fact that that exists so much in society now, and that's really the sad part of it. But I'm not sad that he died. No, but I'm also I'm not, not like. Yeah, I'm also not super stoked or anything. Like you said, people die. Yeah. He was 70. He had cancer. Cancer sucks, but so does Rush I mean, Limbaugh. I'm, <laughs> I'm not above dancing on somebody's grave. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I'm certainly not above it. Um, but I mean, you I are think if they're you're dancing on it. Hey, <laughs> zing zang. <laughs> you zing know? zang. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't know. Like, uh, it's some media personality that I can't stand their opinions is like oh, I, I, that doesn't that, it'd have to be like Hugo Chavez or Osama bin Laden or someone like that for me for me to be like hooray openly on Twitter like you realize yeah. how trashy you people look and I know I'm gonna get a thousand disagreements well actually Steve what you don't realize about Rush Limbaugh is he XYZ I don't care you guys are missing the fucking point just like keep it to yourself just like have some class you're, if you if you think he's a classless individual, show how much better you are. <laughs> you know, that's all I'm saying. Okay, I find it interesting that you have this opinion as a comedian, though. Well, like I said, I if you're doing a bit, fine. And again, I'm not saying anybody should be censored either. I'm just saying yeah. you're, you know, say what you're gonna say, but like this, everybody can see it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, when Trump got COVID, I wanted nothing more than for him to die. And I feel like that's on the same side of that coin, you know? It's like there's a certain level of catharsis when when somebody dies. For even when I was just reading this in this uh this book called The Will to Change: Men, Masculinity, and Love, um by Bell Hooks and basically just in the preface, this is kind of unrelated a little bit to like the bigger picture of the book but they were talking about how there's like so much data that supports this phenomenon where daughters and sons 
and just really just people of a family being really like relieved and happy when the patriarch dies, especially if that patriarch was abusive, obviously. But it was just kind of talking about the complicated feelings that these people go through and like feeling guilty for feeling, you know, glad that they're gone because it's it's a huge emotional burden lifted off their shoulders. And I think mm-hmm. it's sort of like a it's just really interesting for it to be spoken about openly like that, because in that scenario, you know, unless they were completely horrible to you, that seems like a completely horrible thing to feel. But yeah. the way that this was examining it is it's like, it's really not. It's just kind it's kind of like just when something that is represented complicated, deep, hard feelings for a very long time, you're not a horrible person for being relieved that they are like released in some way. And when a really shitty person dies, that's like a massive celebrity. Um, I think even more so it's justifiable to feel that way. Well, no, no, I'm not talking about the feeling like like what you were saying about, you know, when the feeling relief when the patriarch dies, especially if they're abusive or whatever, how you feel is one thing. But if 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 the dad dies and you go on Twitter and be like, ha dad died, fuck him. <laughs> that is kind of making you a jackass. Oh, God. Yeah, especially if you only have like 10 followers. <laughs> <laughs> i love when people do that they say like, like such horrible things and they have like zero people listening it's like, i think come. that's the best time to do it really yeah like the only audience is their future employers basically it's like yeah, they're, yeah, they're exactly. just like 100 fucking themselves over it's like even when because i've written tweets i've written multiple tweets about wanting trump to die, to die like you know before during and after his covid scare and I I uh I mean I'm not going to sit here and necessarily say I stand by them <laughs> per se. It's definitely something that I wrote in the heat of the moment because I just fucking have true hate for him. I have hate in my heart for him. And thank God I don't feel that way towards a lot of people otherwise it would probably like corrode me from the inside out, but it is just kind of a thing where it's The emotions get so heightened because shit's so real, you know, like even if you want to say Michael Moore contributes to it, you know, I completely disagree. But if if someone wanted to say Michael Moore is the opposite and of, you know, Rush Limbaugh types and he is causing all of this shit too, drawing a bigger rift between the people that belong to the two parties or something, it's it's like it's just intense. It's intense when it happens and humans are flawed and you know, or maybe they're not flawed. Maybe that's just like processing emotions. <laughs> and now they're yeah. Twitter. I, yeah, exactly. I think social media is the, the problem. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, anyways. There's also, also in the news. Uh, so we were, <laughs> I guess, a, a little, uh, uh, what's the word? Mea culpa for myself. Uh, a few months ago, we had an episode shitting on uh, California. And I was, I was shitting on California because I can't fucking get reliable electricity apparently the second largest state in the union has a similar problem texas yeah texas yeah yeah it's just a fucking how the so texas is another one of those states like california where you could do the do the fucking stat did you know that if texas or california were their own country they'd be the seventh largest economy in the world so you got you got two states that if they were their own countries they'd be in the top 10 countries and they can't get electricity. But they're... What okay. the fuck? 
I mean, I certainly can't like I don't think California really has an excuse. I think California is probably just a classic example of not investing enough in your infrastructure, which is crazy because it's so democratically run. And that's such a democratic thing to do. Like a Democrat thing to do is to invest in your infrastructure and like Mm -hmm. public work spending and everything. So it's kind of insane to me. Although I guess those private companies that are doing that, but there must be subsidies like by the guy. I don't know. I need to like look into that because, um, Social well, if it bothers you, but but like, <laughs> what? Go ahead. Well, sorry. I was gonna say. I mean, if 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 we're talking about California and like, you'd think it'd be different since it's it's run by liberals. At all the main things that liberals complain about, California is the number one offender on it. Liberals claim to care about education. What's what's California like? Forty first in the country. Liberals is care it? to something like that. It's not good. I don't I don't know what the exact is, but it's 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 in the bottom half. Uh, liberals claim to care about wealth inequality. Where are there more homeless fucking people than in California? Like it's it's all nonsense. But Texas wait, ain't got no fucking excuse wait, either. It says it says California is ranked number four in education. No way, really? In, in higher education. Oh, that's that's college. Okay, isn't let's it, see. Isn't that what higher yeah, education is? I th- yes, yeah, I think so. Past past high school. I'm gonna look it up. K twelve, thirty seventh. Damn. Yeah. What did I say? Forty first. Yeah, yeah, you were really close. Yeah, that's bad. Oh, those dumb hicks in the red states. Fuck you, California. But uh, let's get off California a minute and shit on Texas for a second. I will just say California has so many people. It's like really fucking hard to coordinate all that shit. I'm not a stand for California or anything, but I think that's definitely part of it. Well, I mean, Texas has a lot of people too. They're aren't they like way more spread out though? Um, well, I think it's a lot like California, actually. I mean, we could look it up, but you know, actually California is pretty spread out. It's basically the Bay area and LA and San Diego County, and then a bunch of nothing. And in Texas, you have like that triangle from Houston to, to Dallas to Austin. Yeah. And I guess San Antonio is in there somewhere. And then basically yeah. a bunch of fucking nothing. Have you ever driven through Texas? No. I, I've driven all the way from San Diego to to Dallas, and I'm talking about it is a wasteland, a, oh, a no. desolated, uninhabited wasteland until you get about 30 minutes out. I mean, there's El Paso right on the border, which is a quaint little town, but that's it. It's just nothing between El Paso and Dallas. All right, everybody, we need someone to come on and become a patron at the uh, $100 level to now have a second iteration of defending your state. We had Claire with Texas. Claire with California. Now we need a uh, someone's name that starts with a T for Texas. We got a <laughs> Timmy out there, an enraged Fuck. Timmy. And I'll do you one further. Country music sucks. There you go. I'm with you on it that. Fucking <laughs> sucks. And it's amazing to me when you when uh when you look into it. Like apparently there's there's a whole bunch of uh country artists that are like just breaking sales records like they sell out stadiums their albums go triple zipple platinum i've never fucking heard of these people triple zipple i yeah no that is wild isn't it i i wonder how much of that is people just being like we're going to a country show and then they all just show up in mass or if it's like they actually really know who the fuck it is i don't know going to a country show at an amphitheater though i think it's a pretty good time everyone's just drunk as fuck and you're just like wearing your daisy dukes or whatever just with all of your buddies being a fucking idiot sounds fun i get it doesn't doesn't a country music concert in an amphitheater though sound the most 
uncountry thing ever though shouldn't a country it should be like some fucking dive bar with with a fucking with a with a bulldog on a chain out front yeah you know what i mean bulldog on a chain you would think with their cletus for some reason oh my god jesus i mean we're not gonna get into like hack descriptions of country music here obviously obviously (laughs) because we have integrity comedically but it is absolutely insane how they have just found a formula to speak about things that are everyday things in ways that are just like so emo and then they do it with like a gun in their holster and whiskey in their other hand and it's like in a way it's almost kind of revolutionary if they weren't such idiots it just seems so fraught to me you know it it seems so phony i guess you could make the same argument about a lot of rap music especially like a lot of gangster rap like you've never shot anybody shut up you know i don't think it's foamy i I, foamy (laughs) um i don't think it's phony i think uh i think they are just kind of like you know, the pretty soft people, honestly, that they're describing themselves to be in their lyrics in many ways. Oh, no, I'm, I'm talking about their whole, like, oh, I'll just mean my pickup truck and my tractor. Bitch, you live in uh, a fucking mansion. You drive yeah. a Porsche. Yeah. Like, Seriously. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, yeah, how the fuck? And no one, no one's going to call him out on it. But I, I think uh, Alan, my boyfriend, was talking about the other day, like a country song came on in, in like a taco shop or something, um, which is hilarious. And and I was like, "Do you like this?" And he was like, uh, "I mean, it's engineered so that I have to think it's pleasant music." <laughs> yes, and that's exactly what it is. It's like very, it's like all pop songs. It's just it's just pop shit, but. <laughs> Yeah. And somebody's going to email in talking about Johnny Cash. Let me stop you right now. I know. Okay. We know. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny Cash, Cash is legit. Yeah. yeah. We're not talking about him. So say, save your disagreements. Yes. Well, we're specifically talking about pop country, which is, yeah. yeah. But like, yeah, actual Johnny Cash and like all the music from that era are just, I don't know, shit that's like kind of more, you know, bluegrass and like folky kind of stuff i think that shit is awesome but it's i mean it's more authentic yes precisely uh i'd rather hear wu-tang or fucking slayer but that's that's my personal tastes you know yes yes i do like johnny (laughs) cash personal tastes i another thing about fucking texas apparently i don't know i guess you could circle back and blame this on california ultimately because it's all the californians moving there and but apparently like texas is turning into a fucking open-air homeless shelter too like apparently that's what austin is now austin is basically california with shittier weather huh and and now it's it's frozen with no electricity damn oh yeah i was gonna say that about the power grid thing i do think because of climate change they were not prepared as an entire city to experience this kind of like extreme weather you know so their grids and everything and their resources aren't set up for that. So I think that's kind of what's contributing right now from my understanding. That's what I, that's how I heard. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, they got to like, Oh, I will say this in a a mild defense of Texas. It's, it's way more, um, (laughs) you're, you're way more. (laughs) Yeah. It is way more reasonable for Texas to be unprepared for cold weather than it is for California to be unprepared for hot weather. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. So yeah, I guess a, a little a little peace offering to, to – and again, I, I don't want to shit on Texas too hard because they actually do have guns. Um, <laughs> but get, get your shit together, Texas. How you gonna, you yeah. ain't got no electricity? Have you been to Austin? No. I've been to Dallas, uh, El Paso, and Houston. Okay. I've not been to El Paso. I've been to San Antonio and Dallas, and – I think that might be it. Oh, I've been to Austin too, though. But what I was wondering is, you know how, like, in Ocean Beach, California, there's a lot of, you know how, like, I've, you know, mentioned trying to shift language from calling people homeless people to, like, people experiencing homelessness? This uh-huh. is, it. it is, like, the kind of people that are unhoused in Ocean Beach do not fit the profile of the people that I'm thinking about when I'm intentionally trying to say like people experiencing homelessness. Yeah. You know? no, the, the, the guys <laughs> in o- Ocean Beach are not experiencing homelessness. They they've chosen homelessness, and they're they're, they they're kind of, of di- like what? What do you say? They seem to be kind of digging it. Well, yeah, like it's it's almost like a spiritual experience, just how they're they're living their life, and like 100, percent I believe that they experienced trauma and fucked up stuff that got them to a place where that's like how they're living right now. And I'm not so, I I don't think I would get behind saying they're necessarily choosing to live that way either, but like, because I don't know if they really do have the resources or capacity to like not live like that. You know, I just, all I know is when you walk down Newport Avenue, it is like a bunch of just drunk hecklers, like the fucking... (laughs) Like you know, you know the Muppets Christmas Carol, like the ghosts that have the shackles on and are just like. Wait, giving wait, are, you, are you are you talking about the two old guys that yes. sit up in the balcony and just fucking trash talk? Yes, I, those yes. are my favorite fucking characters they're, they're ever. The, they're the best, and that's kind of how the folks in Ocean Beach. That's kind of the energy that. And when I, it's it's like it's like the younger people. Like there, there's definitely uh-huh. people that are just like obviously addicted to drugs, and it's like it's very sad, and it's you know it's it's horrible but then there's a specific group of people where they're just like i'm just fucking chilling and then they're they're like mean to you they're like uh-huh. really mean to you if you don't give them like i was walking by once and and uh yeah it was they like asked for money and then i was like oh, i'm sorry i don't have it. like i only have cards you know and then they're like yeah right look at this bitch fucking why and they just started like shit talking me so fucking hard and mm-hmm. they're just all like, laughing with each other and they're just like smoking joints and shit like what the what the what is go- what, what, what is, is this, this? <laughs> what is this you know what pisses me off more when i see of one of these fucking homeless kids in ob covered in tattoos I, I, why, just, why does that piss you off <laughs> because t- I, I i've seen the price of tattoos like oh. I, I, I have an idea how you could get your finances in order, young man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Stop yeah, investing of, thousands of dollars on that trash. What are you doing? You don't have a home. But a lot of times, tattoos can like lead to that. Can lead to people having a tougher time getting hired. So this is why, like, I, I kind of have to walk back a little bit and say, like, I think, I, I 100% think they're struggling, and I, and I, I don't think they're like choosing to be like that. I think that there's probably decisions that went awry in their life and other things that also did and shit's just hard for them because i don't think it's desirable to live like that i also i guess it's not my place to be like you should you should want to live in like the normal way that other people live because if you talk to them yeah because oh i mean like i have like 
overheard you know them talking or like um you know, they, they they like sell crystals and stuff like during the day and everything and i think they do legitimately believe that that's just how they want to live but i i don't i don't know if that's really preferable i don't know it's just a big like philosophical conundrum i do think about it sometimes like i i do it does cross my mind like you know i wouldn't have to worry about any of this shit if i was just homeless you know i've thought about it before like what if i just went off the grid you know they they don't have a boss to answer to they don't have to worry about deadlines or rent or any of that shit right he's gotta live and like i mean these folks especially that's why i just think they're in like a different camp of homeless people is like they 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 live on the beach and they're they're mostly just chilling and hanging out and having mm-hmm. like what seems to be truly a great time you know but then there's like the darker side of like when the sun goes down and then there's crime and then there's addiction and like that's when you see all these other things that i think are more coinciding with the general population of unhoused people that we think of when we think of like downtown san diego and everything very interesting anyways how do we get there from um, texas (laughs) i don't know oh i was gonna say austin you were talking about how uh i've never been there but yeah, yeah that's so what i've heard I, yes it austin has kind of like it's not like ocean beach ocean beach is kind of like a weird hippie libertarian kind of place and austin i don't think is necessarily like that but but i do wonder how much of their problem is kind of this sort of like different iteration of i'm sure it's not fucking i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about i'm just gonna stop talking uh all right but but shout (laughs) shout out to our listeners in texas i'm not shitting on you for freezing your ass off i'm shitting on your on your your government Um, yeah whereas with california i i am shitting on the residents you guys all suck (laughs) (laughs) you georgia transplant ungrateful (laughs) oh i can shit on georgia too hold on let me tell you about georgia let me let me think ah god i ain't been there so long but i know they've done oh you guys have fucking elected marjorie taylor green which hopefully be the last time we say that name on this podcast but hey what the fuck is wrong with you people what the What's, fuck what is state, wrong? What state has it to get? You know, I'm I'm really looking into Rhode Island. Yeah, they have a good track record. Well, no, just because I've never heard anything about them one way or the other, so I figure maybe they got something on there that they're kind of you know keeping a lid on, so the rest of the country doesn't find out. What do you name one thing you know about Rhode Island? That it's the smallest state in the country. <laughs> that's that's the extent of my Rhode Island knowledge as well. I it <laughs> might not even be an island. I'm not sure. An island. Oh my god. Is it gosh. actually an island? Like you have to take a boat to get to Rhode Island or can you get there from the I think you can just get there from the freeway, but I don't know. But Holy if you take a boat Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, what I do you read... got? Sorry, I read a fact that just blew my mind. All right. Rhode, Rhode Island from north to south is 48 miles. And from what? east to Yeah, and from east to west, it's 37 miles. How big is San Diego County? Let's see. I don't know if i can pull that out quickly san diego oh uh, well, i'm just saying rhode island <laughs> might it might be the best kept secret in the country best kept secret <laughs> oh rhode island is so small because it was established by dissidents exiled from other colonies in new england in small pieces <laughs> wait so so they're the florida of of uh New England. Oh, God. Or they're the Australia of New England. Oh, no. 
Oh, jeez. Well, circling back to what we were originally <laughs> talking about, because that's what we do here on this podcast. We bring it back. Um, I... I do feel like somewhere like Rhode Island, you know, might have like a better education system, for example, because they just look have it up. Where less, do they rank? They just have less shit to deal with. God, I, I honestly, for the sake of comedy, I hope I'm horrendously wrong. And they're like 50th. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm going to go on a limo, but they're top five. Top five. Let's see. All right. Okay. Ranking. Actually, <laughs> Rhode Island comes in at. That's really going to make me look for it, isn't it? Um, okay, we'll have to circle back on this. It's not giving me an easy Google answer for some it's reason. Not, see, they're, they're keeping it a secret. There's something going on in Rhode Island. God. All right, we are all over the, the place. The right fact now. that that information isn't readily available tells you that they got something going on there that they don't want the rest of the country to find out about. Yeah. Hmm. Well... Either way, Texas, hope you get your shit together. And uh, California, I hope you do too, because we live here and I'm selfish. Um, Rhode Island's I, watching you. Yeah. Uh, okay, should we get into the warm-up? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so, yes. So this is the world-famous warm-up segment where you, the listener, can send us topics to riff and rabble about. All you have to do is be at the $5 level above five dollar level or above at patreon.com slash i disagree podcast this week's warm-up topic comes from aaron trahan he says would you raise your own clone or put them up for adoption (laughs) okay i like a world in which we get a clone but they are an infant they're a baby yeah that was my first (laughs) thought too so so you're really following the science on this aaron yeah you're just taking the dna and creating a fetus and then just letting them grow up would you raise it oh my god that's so funny i mean honestly for the so i think for the sake of uh learning more about my present self i would want to raise it and see if it turned out the same way that i did just for you know a good old 20 year long nature versus nurture thought experiment and i say thought because it's hot like t-h-o-t i would strangle it in the crib <laughs> oh I'd my consider, god i consider it a direct threat to my authority <laughs> i would strangle it in the crib can you oh my god what level of like like <laughs> What energy must you possess to follow through with such a thing? <laughs> Get this abomination out of my house! <laughs> oh my god. Steve, what were you like as a child? Were you a demon? Precocious. Precocious? <laughs> were you like a, a nightmare to your parents? Yes. Yeah? I was yeah, too. I was the worst, for sure. Yeah. I was too. That's so funny. I feel like we're pretty mild mannered people now. Yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, okay. I guess so. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. But I've I've certainly matured. Uh. When when do you think you hit maturity? I think I hit maturity at like thirty three. <laughs> okay. When we say mature, how old are you? Thirty. <laughs> forty. You're forty. Okay. I'm forty. Um. I I uh. Um, I think I stopped making really fucking reckless and stupid decisions that hurt myself and other people at like 25. Uh-huh. What are you now, 27? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm so sure. So you think I if you had a clone, you would be able to help it avoid the mistakes that you made? I don't know. I don't know if I could, but I would just want to see. I mean, I just know I would raise it differently than my parents did, you know, because. I'm not my parents. So I would, I would, and my parents, they raised me very well. They did. I'm a, right. I'm a, good, I'm a good egg, as you say, you know? Right. Yeah. So, so, do you see where I'm going with this? Yeah. Yeah. The, the problem, it wasn't your parents. It was you. And now you would be charged with raising young you. Yeah. Imagine yeah. the nightmare. I don't want to be anywhere near young me. Like I said, yeah. strength, <laughs> crib death. I'd, 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 I'd fake it too. I'd make it look like SIDS. <laughs> Oh my god, <laughs> the most! And then you come with like a PowerPoint presentation on how it's actually much more common than you'd think. <laughs> exactly. And then the police show up, and I'm like, "Oh, listen, hold on, let me let me fire up my laptop real quick." <laughs> I think uh, it's it's like, well, first off, one day there will be clones, right? Mm -hmm. There probably already are. I think I think I remember learning about sheep clones in mm -hmm. high school. Yeah, they can clone. So I think the only thing preventing them from cloning a human is ethics. And so I don't think that they have actually not cloned a human. Right. You know what I mean? Like, uh, there's a okay. human clone out there somewhere. No number, number one clone. Who do you think it would be? Something ain't right with Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> If there were if there were anybody that had the means and desire, yes, I completely agree with you. There's something like he didn't get the forehead right. Uh -huh. Yeah, he looks. Did you ever see Multiplicity with Michael Keaton? No. Well, it's a uh, it's a guy. It, Michael Keaton plays a guy, and I guess he's a scientist or works at some lab somewhere. Where they got clones, and he comes with the brilliant idea. He's like, I'm so overwhelmed with work and taking care of the kids, and 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 you know, giving my wife attention and all this. I just wish there was another me. So he clones himself so that he can have like one of them goes to work, one of them takes care of the kids, and then like the clone lives in like the 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 what do you call it the guest house in the back because they're balling <laughs> and but the clone is still him you know what i mean yeah. and so he's just like he, he's a single guy so he's just partying and having chicks over it and, and the uh michael keaton number one is like dude you're fucking me up over here and he's like dude and so finally clone michael keaton decides to go make a clone <laughs> of himself so that he can have more time but the clone he makes is is a clone of a clone so that's like when you got those old cassette tapes when you when you when you copy one and then you try to copy the copy yeah, it, just, it gets the quality gets worse each time because you're you're yeah, copying yeah. the copy. Like so the, biological, like like incest. The incest yeah. So so, so the third Michael Keaton clone comes out, <laughs> and he's just fucking. I mean, he, he's basically like uh, I don't know Rain Man or something. He just Wait, <laughs> I thought Rain Man was really smart. Well, yeah, actually, Rain Man is a bad example because he he had he was autistic and he could count uh count cards and shit. Steve, bad you're example. Getting you're getting canceled. Ah, at, at this point. Ah. <laughs> at this point. Do you know how hard it was for me to not say he came out retarded? Like, give me some credit for that. You know I, don't know if I, I don't know if I can give you that credit. I've also never seen the movie, so I can't appropriately combat your ignorance right now. <laughs> well, he, he comes out um, mentally. Uh, he ain't right. He ain't Michael Keaton no more. You know what okay. I mean? And, and hilarity <laughs> ensues. Oh, it's funny. Oh, yeah, it's a comedy. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I thought this was like an intense drama and like his wife was gonna see his clone fucking and then like in a threesome with himself and another woman. <laughs> like some I believe there was some part where clone number or clone number it might have been clone number three, the derpy one, ends up sleeping with the wife. And then the first two Michael Keatons are like, dude, you can't do that. And he's like, what? Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's been a while since, since I've seen that movie. But it's I need funny. to watch this movie. It sounds horrible. <laughs> I, don't, like, I, I, mean, I don't know like, if it holds up. Multiplicity is such an intense name for such a stupid movie. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> Multiplicity sounds like some, like, Christopher Nolan, like, intense, like, Intensity. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like Inception, but it's got Michael Keaton. That's so funny. Um, well, okay, so Steve's gonna kill his clone. I'm gonna try to raise it for selfish reasons. Uh, and I think how long do you about... give up before you give up? And then like murder it or something? Yeah. Well, I don't think I would murder it. I don't think I could do that. But <laughs> y- you know, I might make a clone just to murder it because I feel like that's the only murder you could get away with. Oh my god! Have you ever wanted to murder just to see what it's like? No, absolutely not. And I'm not oh, I think just about saying it all the time. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, yeah. I think it's like you know there are certain extreme. You know, I was gonna say carnal. That's not the right word though. Like there's there's extreme impulse and and you know like uh, what's it called with OCD when you intrusive thoughts? That's like a natural thing you know to experience as a human i think that would maybe be considered an intrusive thought and if i were you i would nod your head yes else i'll turn you in to the murder police i'm just saying if you murdered a clone who would know even if they found the body you'd be like hey what are you talking about i'm still alive yeah yeah i'm right here what are you talking about i didn't kill me i'm me i'm here I mean, at that point, I would think you just flee the scene and then live your life off the grid like a good libertarian wants to. No, 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 no. You want to? You want to? <laughs> you want to stick around? <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to defend yourself. I, I definitely do want to go to the scene of the crime because that's what all serial killers do. They return to the scene of the crime for some reason. For some reason. For Maybe some reason. Psychopaths that <laughs> are maladjusted. I can't do true crime. It fucks me up, especially if it's killing myself. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't think some part of that would be depressing? Oh yeah, I don't know if I could go through with it. I, okay. I, I just, I just look into his soulful eyes and be like, I see myself in you. And then he'd say something snarky and he'd be like, "Fuck this guy," and I'd kill him. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> You'd also have to try to like explain the concept of being a clone to baby steve and baby steve is just a baby oh right i forgot about the baby part yeah so you're really just ruthlessly murdering a baby i mean i would still do it but not for (laughs) more for strategic reasons you know what i'm saying because i would consider that baby a future threat to me yeah yeah well (laughs) but i take no pleasure i I, I take no pleasure in it listeners you know it's great this could very well get you canceled in the year 2150. <laughs> what? Ass- assuming you're still alive, which you would not be. Um, in, when would you still be alive? What are your life risks? You smoke? You drink? <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking. Yeah, if- I probably got about a, 
I, I, I think I have a good a quality 22 left in me. And then I think everything after that is probably not going to be that enjoyable. That's hilarious. And I disagree. I think you're doing great. Um, but in the future, I know, but I'm 40. What's, what's the average lifespan? 78? And how good are those last few years? I don't know. People? I think to sit and just enjoy. That sounds great. You get to do that for the last like 20 years of your life. Yeah. Assuming you're in good health. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, stop drinking. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) That's another thing. I get, I get tired of people. Did you know if you, if you, if you stopped eating bacon, you'd add five years to your life. I don't want those five years. I want the bacon. You know what I'm saying? Like, why am I, why am I even alive if I can't enjoy the delights of life? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like, oh, do you want to live to be 100 and not enjoy anything, or do you want to live to be 65 and and be fucking and eating bacon and and partying? You know, like <laughs> I like that fucking somehow lowers your life expectancy. <laughs> what well, kind yeah, of fucking are you doing? I don't know why I threw that in there. I guess. <laughs> I guess it depends on who you're fucking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, Aaron, thank you for that warm up topic. Um. Like Steve said, you can throw us your own warm-up topics if you become a patron at patreon.com slash I disagree podcast. We got levels starting at three bucks. Five dollars, though, is what you got to cough up if you want to be a part of the warm-up segment. This next segment, though, however, you do not have to be a patron. You just get to write into us if you want to respond to some shit that we said. And that segment is called Disagree Mail. All right, so normally disagreements are their own segment. However, today we got two disagreements about the same topic, and Steve and I thought it would be a good idea to just let it roll into our main event. So this is a twofer. It's a disagreement and a main event topic, and it is on the topic of COVID in schools, which we were talking about last week. And we got some lengthy and densely good, juicy emails. So uh, for forgive the long reading time i feel like i'm shitting on the people that wrote these and that's not what i mean to do at all actually they're really not that long i think i just can't read (laughs) okay so you want to start with amanda's then i'll read jamie's perfect amanda amanda did not ask to be okay cool uh anonymous always let us know if you want to be anonymous we will definitely not do what we just did and say your name and then circle back after the fact (laughs) all right uh here we go okay from amanda amanda says hello all also i have to read you the subject of the email it's stop reading headlines steve dash schools (laughs) um okay amanda says hello all as i sit here on my lunch break as a teacher who has been face to face since july i have a hard disagree with steve you talked about this last week and I tried to ignore it, but I couldn't when you got onto it again. Before I get into my bullet points, first I have to say that I am not disagreeing with all of what you're saying. First, this is first bullet point. First, yes, you are correct. There is less transmission with children. We have only had one child test positive since returning. This rids us of a lot of stress as teachers dealing with exposures. Uh, two, second, there is more than opening a school building to let people inside. Uh, There are many different moving parts, mostly adults who provide support, structure, lunch breaks, planning time in order to make teachers and students days work. Here's where the issues are, from my experience and from anecdotes from others. 
For a school to reopen, there must be protocols. Most protocols follow the guidelines of the CDC. They must be approved by the health department and any other parties. Most protocols have lists of symptoms that if you are exhibiting, you are not allowed into the building. You must get a COVID test and wait for symptoms to be gone. Here's where the big issue is. Yes, open the doors for children, but if you have a teacher who has a headache and a sore throat, COVID or not, they must call in. In our school, there's been at least one staff member, teacher, or supporting staff member in each room out daily. Yes, you can send the children, but there needs to be highly qualified adults supporting the learning or else the same thing's happening that is happening at home or the school goes virtual again. Third, when these absences occur, uh, things like planning time, well, sorry, when these absences occur, things like planning time, when these teacher, uh, when these teachers actually work to put together curriculum for the students, uh, they get cut. It gets it gets cut. Now you have a teacher who's stressed, who isn't getting planning time, more likely to get sick, COVID or not, and more likely to now fail that protocol screener or provide shitty content and curriculum to students. Fourth, vaccines have been veritably impossible to find. I am on two county lists, lists through my doctors, lists through pharmacy, nothing. So this is something that really needs to be acknowledged. Lastly, I tend to agree with what you are saying about the chance of uh, about the change of pace with reopening. However, if you read through the documents and how it is stating the parameters to reopening, they are the same. The coverage has changed, but this is media and gotcha headlines most of the time. Well, my 30-minute lunch break is over. Probably won't be able to pee for the rest of the day because of that staffing issue mentioned above. Keep doing what you're doing, Amanda. Damn, holding in, I guess. That's that's uh, that's heroic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that really well, fucking sucks. I mean, we, I think a lot of people know what it's like to be at a job where you can't pee, but like to be at a job where you can't even pee and you're also supposed to be responsible for the, you know, thriving nature of like budding youth and you have to be on your game all the time and responsible and like intelligent and like i that's that's really that sounds really hard and that's honestly stuff that i hadn't really considered i've only been considering just the bare bones of like getting sick you know not to mention the stress on all those other elements what say you steve i mean i see what she's saying but I don't see how a sc- the, the, the challenges and situations that she just addressed are unique to a school. You know, I mean, any there's Wait, lots what? of shit that's open and there's lots of people working right now. Like grocery stores are opening. And guess what? If, if, you, if you work at a grocery store and you have the sniffles, you can't come in that day. You know what I mean? I mean, that, that's, that's how it is at every job right now in the middle of a pandemic like schools aren't unique like oh well you know if you get sick you can't come in and that fucks everything up that's everywhere but what everybody but i think what amanda is saying is that it is unique it is a unique experience to schools because on top of that like if i work on a construction site for example and i can't go in yes maybe like the timelines or something of a project could be off with people not being able to come in and that is a thing you know but with schooling you have well, first off, you can a lot more easily pull in people on a, on something like a construction project. Whereas when you're a teacher, you have really established rapport with your students. You're the one that created the curriculum. The curriculum. You're the one that's teaching it. You know, there's like so much more moving pieces in terms of how hard it is to replace you, how much that sets your curriculum back, especially because I know like in so many states, you're cramming so much shit. If, if you like miss a day, 
or multiple days, that really sets you back and then it's going to make things a lot harder to catch up on later, which you might say, well, that's the case for any job. But I think when there's like a whole classroom of kids involved as well, and it's a much larger moving piece and you have to make sure they know enough to like pass their, their testing that's happening. You know, there's like always those, um, there's always those like county, like state tests and everything to make sure your school isn't fucking up. Basically, well, it becomes a much more. Those anyway, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah I agree. But it becomes a much more complicated, you know, situation. I would say though, I mean, I mean, the 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 choice isn't between perfectly normal, everything is how it used to be, or that. The, the choice is between that or kids not going to school. So yeah, we're in the middle of a pandemic. The, the, the shit ain't going to be perfect. There are going to be issues and problems, but I mean, you, you got to, I mean, you work around it, substitute teachers. Yeah. It may not be the ideal situation, but nothing is going to be, especially in the middle of a pandemic. That's but still that, better than just not educating kids for a year. I disagree though. Cause I think you can just, if you establish virtual teaching as what we're just going to do this year, you know, then you for sure can stay on the schedule. And I think like, do you have any confidence in virtual? I mean, just think back when you were in school, if, if, if they tried to have class on zoom when you were at your house, would you have learned anything? I honestly don't know, but I think that is an important like question to consider. And I, and I have, that sounds like fake school. I'm sure that's how a lot of kids see it. You know, like they get to sit there, except for the kids. You know, there's always that kid that's like, hmm, I have I the homework. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking douchebag. Oh my God. There was, I remember there was this, there was this kid. I hate to call him out. I'm sure he doesn't listen to the podcast, but there was this Name kid. Name names. Okay, I will. There was this kid named Kevin Brecky who was in my high school classes. And he's like very smart, very sharp. But definitely just like very eager, like a very eager student. And he would ask so many questions that our American lit teacher in in 10th grade, she was like in front of the class, which I think is kind of fucked up. She was like, Kevin, I'm going to have to limit the amount of questions that you ask. okay?" and so (laughs) she was kind of a bitch about it. And like Kevin was the type of person that just like didn't understand it, you know, and he went over his questions all the time and stuff. And she was like, Kevin, you're already at three. And it was like the first 10 minutes of class. <laughs> so yeah, those kids. <laughs> yeah, fuck that kid. That kid will be no, fine on Zoom. I have to also say, Kevin Brecky, he is now going to be on uh, American Ninja Warrior. As what? As, uh, as a ninja? Yeah. Huh. Isn't that crazy? That's pretty crazy. I didn't see it coming. He's a buff, agile, little nerd (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah he's pretty dope anyways point being unless you're kevin brecky i think you're gonna have a hard time you know like you said that is probably i know i would even like i was a good student even but i just never wanted to be at school so if i was at home i'd be like oh fuck this shit i'm gonna do the bare minimum to like just get my assignments done and skate through this year as much as i can yeah, that's totally just. I could, I could just imagine myself as as a kid going to class on Zoom. That's fake school. And even even if they are getting an education, there's more to it than just like reading, writing, and arithmetic. Like there's, like teen suicides is way up now. Yeah. Like yeah. kids got to get back to school and see their friends and socialize. Like that's that's part of like growing up in in like your formative years, and it's not happening right now. And to me, it's just like if if we acknowledge 
that the risk of transmission in a school is lower, scientifically lower than the risk of transmission at a grocery store or a restaurant or wherever. It seems to me like it's really important to educate kids. And if the risk is comparatively lower than other things in the middle of a global pandemic, and other countries are doing it in some states. Uh, uh, by the way, I'm curious what state she's in if, if she's actively teaching right now. She must be like in Florida or somewhere. Hmm. Yeah. Because like there's like 20 states that have school and then the, the rest don't. It's it's a mess right now. And it's just, I don't know. Well, it sounds like the, the adults are the problem, right? It's like the transmission from adult to adult. That's really the big problem. That's the biggest risk. Yeah. Like, but I mean, that's that's not unique to to schools. Well, I was just saying, what if like. What if you could still let kids go to school? <laughs> this, is, this is a bad idea. This is why. Teacher zoom in? Some, yeah. Somebody actually, there, there's a podcast I listen to uh, called Commentary. It's like mm-hmm. Jewish conservatives. It's it's interesting. One of, one of the guys is uh, John Potthoritz. And he had this idea like six months ago that he just kind of floated on the podcast. And I guess it, it never picked up because he's not a policymaker. It's just an idea. Mm-hmm. He's talking about what if we send all the kids to school the teachers zoom in and then you have adults there that are like recent college grads, like young people that are just there to supervise, you know, yeah. take, take in assignments, make sure nobody's misbehaving. And the actual teacher is zooming in from home. Like the, yeah. the old, the old teacher that's, a, that's at higher risk. Yeah. But th- that can happen in the pandemic's almost over anyway, which is another thing that nobody's talking about. This shit's almost over. Can we get back fucking to it? No, I disagree so hard. This shit's almost over. Don't trip at the finish line. If if they're if they're vaccinating uh, like a hundred thousand people a day or whatever, it's only a matter of time. And to like, let, fuck, like how many people have already been vaccinated? I have no idea. Let's look. I, yeah, I'm curious. I, I'm gonna guess twenty five million. Twenty five million. Okay, that's a lot. I don't think it's that many. Yeah, uh, you went. You're so you're taking the under. What do you say? Ten million. I'm taking, I'm taking the under. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna say ten million. Let's see. Okay, how many people have been vaccinated? NPR.org, COVID nineteen vaccine tracker. The the, the most NPR thing. <laughs> okay, how's it going in your state? Let's see. No, I want to know. I want to know the whole United States percent of population with at least one dose is eleven point nine percent. So how efficiently are states? Okay, thirty you- million. United States doses distributed, seventy-one million. Does distributed mean a jab in the arm, or they sent the vial to a warehouse? Okay, this is what you just said. They sent the vial to a warehouse. Uh, doses administered is at fifty-five million. Okay, so it's uh, yeah, it's, it's more than we both thought. That's so great. That's- that's, yeah, great, that's great. So let's get fucking back to it. And you got to think too of those fifty-five million that have been vaccinated. I think it's reasonable to assume that those are the majority of the high risk people. Yeah. That's probably majority, majority elderly and stuff. So at this point though, like most of the people that haven't been vaccinated are pretty low risk. Let's get fucking back to it. The shit's over. I'm calling it. COVID's done. Boom. COVID said some, COVID (laughs) said some racist shit on Twitter eight years ago. And that shit is canceled. Done. Let's get back (laughs) to it, America. They did. COVID is very racist. We're at, (laughs) 10% 10% about, so we're at 11.9% of the whole United States population is vaccinated, or they've had at least one dose. However, the percent of population with both doses is only at 4.5%. Mm-hmm. So that's about 
15 million, something like that. Although the first dose isn't worthless. It's not like, it's not like yeah. you're, you're zero immune until you get the second one. No, I heard you get, I heard you're about like half and half. That's what, um, one of my friends, he works in hospitals and he got the vaccines and he said the first one, you're about like 50% of the way there. And then the second one, uh, is where you get the other half, obviously. And then where you also get most of the side effects, you're most likely to get like the harsher side effects. Very like interesting. Autism. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, like being, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now we know Steve's you on autism, so I won't. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's what the conspiracy theory is saying. No, is know, that the vaccines give you the tiz. No, I know. I'm just kidding. Um, but, but I, I, I just saw in in uh, San Diego, they're reserving a certain portion of the vaccines for people that live in the South Bay because mm-hmm. South Bay has been hit harder than any other region here. And I think mm-hmm. that's a really good idea to like do a better job at reserving it for people that don't necessarily meet the above 70 or whatever. Like, like get every, get everybody that's eligible. And then we already know that these vaccines have an expiration date. So mm-hmm. be more efficient about getting them out to people that don't fall into that category. It's brilliant. Very good. San Diego's that's, doing that. That's the thing though. I kind of think a lot of places are overthinking it though. Like, I think it should just be like, if you fall into these high-risk categories, you're first in line for the vaccine. We're doing the vaccines at this time and this date. No questions asked when you show up and just jab arms. And yeah, there's going to be some people cheating. There's going to be some people showing up that aren't really 80 or really pre-exist, whatever. Just stick a needle in their arm. Who cares? Boom, 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 boom. Just Because like you said, the shit expires. Just stick as many, poke as many arms as you can. And yeah. don't overthink it is my thought on it, but I'm not a scientist. Yes. Yes. I um I know of people in LA that are going and getting it and because they're technically obese. Mm-hmm. And like when when I look what at do you them mean technically. I don't think they're like I don't uh, I don't they're know. just American. Right. Well, because this is a real issue that America has. They over label people as obese. Like Is that it? They, I mean, that specific, I'm not saying we have an issue with people being overweight and unhealthy in America. Like, obviously, that's an issue that we have. But the metrics that they use to designate a person as obese, as clinically obese, is ridiculous. Like, in terms of eating disorders and, like, body dysmorphia and stuff, I think it's pretty shitty how they define obesity in America. Which is so crazy to me because it's like, there are people, there are plenty of people that are, like legit obese but mm-hmm. they clinically like um i hope my sister <laughs> doesn't no doesn't no. Shots no, so, fired. no no it's names. not it's What's not that? shots fired it's not shots fired because my my sister she struggles with pcos it's polycystic it's polycystic ovary syndrome and it's something i'm, I'm glad you asked that because like not a lot of people know about it especially men it's basically a condition where you develop a lot of cysts on your ovaries and it's really painful it's super painful because they burst and it causes uh, like PCOS also has all these problems with your insulin. Like your body has a hard time regulating insulin. And so my sister was, she was like experiencing weight gain, but she w- she got labeled by the doctor as obese. She was not obese at all. Like not even close. Like you would look at her and like, when she was maybe, you know, like struck, like really going through it the most, not even like, I wouldn't even, 
I would never even think that her weight was like an issue, you know, but the Mm. doctor, here's a doctor calling her obese. And Mm. then you have to live with that, especially as a woman that's trying to like grow up in this society and stuff. It's just really, it's really fucked up, completely off topic. Point being, you can go now in LA and get one if you're clinically obese. So that's very interesting because it's like, I wonder if my friend that I know that did that, if they're really more high risk than other people that aren't able to qualify to get it, you know, so they'll just have to figure out kinks like that over time, but hopefully it's just going to be available to everybody sooner rather yeah. than later. I mean, like I said, just, I, I think they're everything. Just do it on the honor code. You know, if you're over 70 or you're obese or you have these conditions show up and we're not going to ask questions when you show up, you know, just sticking needles in arms and 85% of people be on the up and up and a couple people will cheat. Who cares? Even putting a needle in the arm of people who are cheating still helps stop the spread of fucking COVID. So just fucking jab arms and let's get back to it. Yes. So yes. Let's let's uh let's go on to Jamie's. Um. So Jamie has uh, I guess you could call this almost an agree mail. This comes All from right. Jamie Vines on the conversation about opening schools. I pretty much agree with what Steve said. And that's that's the whole email. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you for writing it. Um, <laughs> it's it's impossible for for schools to achieve a zero risk situation for teacher teachers and faculty and everyone obviously agrees that in-person learning is best in texas are oh she's in texas (laughs) (laughs) stay warm Uh, i guess they got bigger problems in schools right now but anyway in texas our public schools are open however from the teachers i speak to including my best friend who is a first year kindergarten teacher the school districts and the state teachers associations are not supplying teachers with the resources they need in order to teach effectively during a global pandemic try to imagine teaching kindergarten while also making sure that five-year-olds don't lick each other and sneeze all over everything (laughs) share toys bring outside things into the classroom and not being able to help them learn to write by guiding their hands not being able to see their teachers smile at them because of their masks, needing to immediately disaffect everything a kid touches, all while making sure they are up to their specific state mandating learning reading levels and simultaneously teaching students at home via Zoom. Keep in mind that kindergartners piss and shit in their pants all the time, and, <laughs> and handling that is definitely not COVID safe. I feel for teachers right now, but I especially feel for kindergarten teachers. Perhaps the conversation shouldn't revolve around opening schools or not opening schools, but rather, are we funding and supporting our public schools the way we need in order for the education to be successful during a global pandemic? Yeah. Thank you, Jamie. I mean, I, th- I think I'd pretty <laughs> much agree. I think I'd pretty much agree with that. Uh, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what the exact stats are, but we do know that that kids are much lower risk for transmission, and. I'm assuming that stat takes into account the fact that kids are sneezing and sniffling and shitting and putting their hands everywhere, you know? And it just, I mean, like, like, I mean, like, like she said, like I said last week, like you're not going to have a zero risk situation. There's going to be some risk, but yeah, no, I mean, because I I think it all comes down like the teachers unions and they keep moving the goalposts in, 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 in different, um, in different districts, like versus like, well, all the teachers need to get vaccinated. 
And then it's, well, all the kids need to be vaccinated too. So it's a lot of districts are saying now they can't come back until all the kids have been vaccinated. And Which at that just, point, it's just going to be like end of this year or something. That's ridiculous. That would mean they'd have almost gone two years without school to make sure that the lowest risk people in the population got a vaccine before we got back to it. That's ridiculous. That's just teachers unions trying to get paid without having to do work. Like, I, I, I'm sorry. But. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because then it's like, at what point are we back into like regular flu territory in terms right. of, yeah, prevention and, and stuff? And and like, if we're going to do that, then we would need to be consistent across things like the regular flu, which we're not right now. And I think. And we never you know, were. Right. Well, because I feel like. I mean, I, I know this and you know this. And hopefully everybody knows this. COVID-19 is a fuck, fuck, fuck ton worse than the regular flu. But if kids have a way less chance, you know, of dying from this disease, then... Not just dying, but even spreading it. Even transmitting it to someone else, kids kids are way lower percentage. I would need someone to explain the science to me on that because, like... I don't think they've completely figured it out why yet. That's just what the data shows. Yeah, because kids, like, I would get sick so much as a kid. I got... Yeah, it's so disgusting. Like like everything that Jamie was saying. It's fucking gross. <laughs> and then yeah. and then I also did gymnastics and that's also disgusting too. Everybody, you know, and I mean, I don't know how much, like, extracurricular sports people are doing... Kids are doing right now, but the highest risk in terms of bringing like illnesses back to the home i would think so that's that's very interesting but if you're going to require kids to get the covid-19 vaccine do you require them to get the flu vaccine it's it's just so stupid it's like i mean i i don't even think i mean i think school should open before teachers get the vaccine like i i i think if you're that worried about it as a teacher that you don't want to teach cuz you're afraid you're going to catch it from the kids you're teaching there's there's a million new grads out of college that, that are looking for jobs that would that would love to teach right now. You know what I mean? Like it, it is what it is. We got to get back to it. We can't we've had we already had a shitty public education system in this country before kids took a year off from school. You know what I mean? Now we got an yeah. entire generation that's a year behind. God, like I feel it, so bad for kids. It's it's crazy, right? Oh, my God. And just like. Just the mind fuck of this happening during such formative years in their life, you know? Like, I went through, like, 9-11 happened when I was in fifth grade. And then, like, from there on, you know, we were constantly in wars and stuff. And, like, that that in itself was pretty paradigm shifting. And, and let alone something like this, where you're, like, actively being affected by something for two potentially two whole years and then there's it is it is crazy it's it puts like a pretty decent wrench in their development in many ways and it's really fucking sad that even outside of school not being able to see people Uh not being able to see their family members like there are so many kids whose grandparents maybe even parents have died and like they didn't even get to be with them on their like the side of their deathbed and stuff it's Mm -hmm. like fuck i feel for kids right now it's really sad and it's, it's not like this is this is speculation either like other countries have done it i i, I think germans germans have been back in school for 
probably half a year now, I guess. And like we, we, we have data now to determine whether or not opening schools is safe. We have enough data to, to make a scientific like recommendation on it. And yet that's the one thing that we can't get back going. And it's like, it's, and that, mm, it, it just seems like, I, I mean, I'm going to blame it on the teachers unions. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just saw about Germany, just to fact check you, at the end of January, an article that says Germany is notorious. Germany is notorious for lagging behind in digitalization. Now students have technical troubles as schools remain closed. But even countries Are they closed the- again. This was back in. This was in January. So German this- schools are closed of this year, unless they've opened since then. I mean, as far as you know, January twenty twenty one goes. Yeah, they're closed. Speaking of which, we got a uh, we got a listener who's in Germany. Maybe you can offer some insight, uh, Sandra yes. Vogel. Yes, thank you. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, um, what's going on over there? Yeah, what's going on everywhere? Actually, let's do a call to all the listeners in the world, because I know we've got some international listeners. Stay <laughs> and... out of this, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're tuning in from another country, would you please, if you're willing? send us some insights as to like the state of COVID education, you know, in, in your country, that'd be great. If you could tweet us at the, I disagree pod, that would be fantastic. You can tweet us there on Twitter, or you can email us at, uh, the, I disagree podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to see that. That would be really cool. And I'd appreciate that. Steve would appreciate that. That'd be a fun way to connect with everybody. Hmm. In Agreed. horror, in the face of horror. <laughs> but, but 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 do it in English because we're dumb. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yes. Um. Uh, all right. Okay. Well, I think for now, uh, we could just sign off, probably. Yeah, I want to point out we just we just had a. Uh, <laughs> we're th- neither one of us have kids, so what are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, the only person that I've heard. So we have two two friends in comedy, Dallas and Dustin, who have both been guests on this podcast, actually. Mm-hmm. And I won't divulge who was saying what, but one of them was saying like that it's really, really hard right now. And I think like all parents feel that way, but kind of just like, hey, please just let my kids go back to school. <laughs> like, I, I, th- I think I knew who it was, but yeah. Yeah. Well, and they're believers in, you know, COVID-19 and everything. And they still, yeah, just that's the thing. Way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not like uh, the problem is there are fucking kooks out there. They're like, it's all a hoax. And that, yeah. no, I'm talking about normal people that recognize that this is a serious transmissible disease, but it's also literally not the end of the world. And yep. th- you have to prioritize. There has to be a, 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 a risk reward evaluation. You know, there has to be a cost benefit analysis and you have to make decisions. And I think it's it t- to me, it's like you, you got to get the kids back at school. Yeah, I agree. At a certain point, we definitely have to make those those tougher decisions. But I do think that it's maybe not something we have to do like preemptively it's definitely not something we should do preemptively it's just so important for it to be like very calculated and informed by science but but yes um all right steve penis i mean jordan perfect (laughs) penis i mean jordan (laughs) okay everybody um why'd i say that i don't know i don't know i get it i mean it's always phallic (laughs) 
induced thoughts. I understand. <laughs> That's a fallacy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Everybody, um, if you want to support us, you can like us on uh, Twitter or Instagram. Pretty easy to search. Just look up I Disagree Pod, or you can go direct to our handle on Twitter at the I Disagree Pod. And we would love to see you there. We like talking to everybody. We've got a meet and greet this weekend with our patrons. We do that every other week. We all pop on Zoom together and we just have pretty like pretty deep talks, actually. It's pretty fun. It's just, you know, it's a good time. So think about it. I know times are tough, but if you want to, uh, join the community. It's a good time. Okay, Steve, any last words? Meh. Well, actually, if anyone's seen Eric Mickelson, could, <laughs> could you tell him we miss him? What, what happened, friend? <laughs> he, was, he was so present, and then one day, out of nowhere, just gone. We, we miss you, Eric. I hope Eric is okay. If anybody yeah, has insider okay. information on Eric Mickelson. <laughs> all right, Eric, we hope you're well. That's all I got. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you uh, in seven days. Bye.